Hi, it's Nikki here and I'm jumping in just before the episode begins to let you know that from the 5th to the 18th of September 2022, the doors are open to the Thrive First Method and you can join us anytime. The link is in the show notes or you can just head to www.tlb.org.uk forward slash TT checkout. To help you decide if it's right for you, I have recorded a series of podcast episodes. So that's from episode 94 to episode 97. And in these, I've covered every question I've been asked. I've brought on my clients as special guests so that you can hear what it's really like when we do this work together. So I hope whatever episode you're about to listen to today serves you, regardless of whether you're joining us or not. And if you are, I cannot wait to welcome you in. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. Hello and welcome to the Inner Work Conversation. I am your host, Nikki Cross, and today I am joined by an anonymous guest who we will name Jen for the purpose of this episode. Let me explain. Today's guest has been a client of mine since February 2021, I think, when I first opened the doors to what was Thrive Together and is now the Thrive First Method. And like many of you, Jen's in a career where, yeah, she is making huge strides in her own personal development, but no, she doesn't want the whole world to know about it, including maybe her colleagues or her friends or family or even clients. So I am super, super grateful she's joining us today. And I want to hold this as an example that we get to do this work together, but your confidentiality is always upheld by me. And I want to hold this as a bit of an example to those of you who might want to join, might want to sign up to the Thrive First Method, but perhaps you've got colleagues or maybe people in your industry who you'd rather weren't involved in your personal development. That is fine. So today we're going to call our guest Jen. Now, when Jen first joined me, her biggest block was, but I'm not a business owner and I'm not a leader. Is this still going to work for me? So I am going to ask you that, strap in for that question. And because I know that some of you might have the same question, but without further ado, Jen, welcome to the Inner Work Conversation. Tell us a little bit about the role you do. Thank you. My role within the business that I work in is as a leader slash manager. So I manage a number of teams, a number of small teams, been doing that for about 18 months now. And it has come up with plenty of challenges and plenty of lots and lots of learning, I have to say, along the way. But it also comes with a lot of my own individual work, my own individual goals that I need to meet. I stepped up from being within the team to then managing the team, which also comes with a number of challenges as well. So it's a really, it's a really interesting role. It's very multifaceted in that way. The leadership and the management is only really one aspect of it, to be honest. Yeah, you juggle a lot of balls, you spin a lot of plates, right? When... When the doors to what was Thrive Together first opened, you were there. You were like, <laughs> I'm joining. Yeah, I was knocking on the door. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was like, it was so amazing to have you there from the first day. I'm really interested to hear why you joined. At the time, you were like, I am not a leader. You were, you were certain of that. I am not a leader. And you, I think that while you were really wanting to join, I think you also had some resistance to joining too. Can you talk to us about that, please? Because I think that there'll be many people in the same position. So I was at a point in my career where I was seeking progression and I was seeking some change in that way the new role that I took on was coming up and I just started I was looking at that point for developing myself probably personally as well as professionally 
So I had started sort of looking, you know, like everybody does looking for some books, looking for some podcasts to listen to. Um, and I came across your podcast and um, was an avid, avid listener right from the beginning, started following you on Instagram. And I feel like when you start talking about Thrive Together, I just loved the sound of it. I loved the sound of the together bit and the community bit and the fact that we were in it together because I just get so much personally, I think, from sometimes working with people who are saying, yeah, this is really hard too. Yeah, I'm finding this really hard too. You're not on your own with it. But I was also massively suffer- suffering from imposter syndrome, which is something I suffer from quite a lot. I was feeling that in the job role anyway, but I was also thinking, well, I want to join this community, but am I right for it? Because I don't have my own business and I don't, it's like not my organisation. I'm not always completely in control of my time. So I was just really worried I was going to be kind of sitting in with all of these other fantastic entrepreneurs doing all these fabulous things and me sitting there thinking, oh no, I feel like a right fraud here. So I was slightly resistant. I do remember messaging you and you were absolutely, absolutely just join. It's it's for anybody that is wanting to do this work. So I did and I have not for a second regretted it. It's so funny, the perception that we have of other people. I get quite a, quite a few people being like, you know, is everyone in there fantastic? And I'm just going to be the odd one that's a bit shit. And it's like, we sometimes I think that we have this perception of other people where you're a leader, so you must have your shit together or you run your own business, so you must have your shit together. And it's like, oh no, my shit is dispersed across counties. Several, <laughs> you know. 100%. And I, what was it like? Who, who were you surrounded with when you joined? I suppose just to say there is a group of fantastic fantastic people but they're not perfect and they definitely don't all have their shit together all the time a hundred percent and I definitely don't but you see that and I've seen that working especially like with the same names you know that you see within the hour one stuff and in the workshops and things I see the same people there that are still just going through the process that I'm going through which is that sometimes I feel like I have got my shit together and then sometimes it falls apart again but then it's really just all about actually that growth and that learning through that journey of how then I can use when I fucked it up (laughs) to then implement it, to be able to sort of learn from it. So I think that the notion that we're all in there having a jolly time and all just sitting and talking about how wonderful we are and how all of our ducks are in a row and all that sort of thing, it's just not true. It's just not true. We're all in there supporting each other through the really, really hard stuff um, and really celebrating each other when it goes well and really supporting each other when it's more challenging. And just the whole thing is together, which I think is part of the reason I love it so much. Yeah. And that aspect hasn't changed, right? So even though we've taken it from the Thrive Together membership through to in September 2022, probably when this podcast is coming out, to be fair, reopening the doors to the Thrive First method, just to be really clear with anyone who is thinking, oh, well, it's changed, it's not Thrive Together anymore. When you sign up to the Thrive First Method, there are two aspects to it. So you sign up and you get access to the Thrive First Method. That is a program that is, it's basically like teaching you the method that we organically use day in, day out, week in, week out. But then there is also another element to that, which is the Thrive First Method membership. And that is exactly what Jen is talking about here is when we come together and we do the live aspect of it. So the Thrive First Method membership aspect of it. Let me give you a bit of a flavor for what is actually involved in that, because that part of it you do when you join, when you sign up to the Thrive First Method, you do get 90 days free access to the membership. And then you get to choose. Do I want to carry on with that? 
or do I want to go it alone? Have I got enough in the method, right? So some of the stuff that we do live is a quarterly connect to yourself session. And it's fair to say, Jen, that there are usually a few tears in that in that session. Yes. Why do you think that is, Jen? Um, because it is an opportunity to do something that I would say the vast majority of people very rarely do, which is sit with yourself and work out what you need and I think it's really hard that's one of the things I've learned through this process and through working with you um is that actually just sitting with yourself sitting with your feelings is really fucking hard um but it's so important to be able to then connect yourself to be able to then actually work out what it is that you need to thrive so I think that sometimes when you do sit with yourself and you do feel the feelings it brings stuff up that you don't or you might have sat on or you might have hidden or you might not expect and so it definitely comes with waves of emotion I've found and then there's um we every month we do a goal setting session called zoom out and it's a very different way of setting goals. What's your experience been of that, Gem? Um, it's been really different and quite challenging, but really in a very positive way. So I find that the way that I've done goal setting before with the smart goals and all of those sorts of things, with the zoom out bit, it's about zooming out and thinking, well, what, where does this fit in the bigger picture of actually where you're working towards and where you're moving towards? And what are we focusing on then for this month, for this quarter or whatever, you know, for this mm. week? You know, that's it really it's really changed the way that I approach looking at my goals. To just go back to one of the things we were talking about before about um, when I was a bit worried about not fitting in with this group, some of the goals and stuff, obviously, that some of the other people in there have are really what I would say, not obvious, that's not the right word, but like obviously financial targets or targets to business goals and I remember thinking well my goals are not going to be like that and I find some of my sometimes I find my goals harder to kind of articulate but actually this process and being as part of this method has really helped me with that and I've made progress on my goals in a really positive way because of that I think. I love that because what it then distills down to is the method plan do review which is what we practice every single week you said before, you know, this method, it re- it really is about growing through the difficult stuff. I think on the outside in, particularly before I've recorded these episodes, like interviewing you guys, I think on the outside in, it's really hard to articulate that this isn't just about how you structure your time. This is so much more than that. It's, it is about how you structure your time. It is about your relationship with your time and your goals. But it's also about, so when you when you zoom out and you look at that bigger vision and that bigger vision can just be a feeling. You know, for, for some, I remember doing that zoom out goal setting session and for some, it was like, okay, so my, my bigger vision feels like freedom, feels like authenticity and how I'm showing up in business. They are beautiful, beautiful long-term goals. And what I think many of us struggle to do is then turn that longer-term goal into well, how am I going to make that happen? How am I going to step into my authentic self in business and give less of a shit of how I'm perceived? When we've zoomed out and we've really connected to that, we then zoom back in and go, okay, so if that, if that, what does that look like over the next three months? That feeling, if I was to distill that back down to a month, what smaller step would that look like? And then every week when we come together for hour one, it's identifying those high value activities because there's always shit to do. There's always busy work that we can be doing and there's always a to-do list to tick off. Like, <laughs> Anyway, the question that I have for you is, you mentioned before, it's about growing through the hard stuff. What I want to hear from you is how does the method bring up the hard stuff for you then to grow through? Because for me, 
I am more honest with myself than I've ever been in my life. And that is really powerful and also comes with waves of emotion as per before. I think that the method really helps me with this because I connect much more to my goals like from me, if that doesn't sound a bit weird. So because I've connected to me and then I connect to my goals and you like, you prompt it in hour one, do you feel connected to your goals this week? What are you hoping, you know, what, how, what are those high value activities this week? And it feels like the method brings it all together in that diagram, in that Venn diagram that you talk about, which is that actually I've connected myself with my career goals, not my business necessarily, but my career goals and my goals in my role are connected with me and what I want to achieve. And it feels like the method brings it all together in a way that I can, that it's like brought it all together to move in that right direction. But as a whole, like as me, as I am in all the different walks of my life, I suppose. Does that make sense? (laughs) It does. It does. How would you say you've changed from practicing the method? Like in ways I don't feel this podcast is probably long enough for me to be able to describe. My partner last night, just as we were having tea together, my partner said, we were talking about something at work and how I felt about my role. And he said, I can see you are so much different to when you started this role. You are more confident in the decisions that you're making there's a yeah it's like a confidence in trusting myself I think is what I would articulate it as I trust myself and the decisions that I'm making but I also trust that if I have made it made the wrong decision that I will know how to or well I will be honest in rectifying it and obviously admit to that but also that I will then be able to move forward with that learn from that and implement and try something new next time and for me the method has helped me not detach the feelings from it but to do that in a way that is about developmental so rather than sitting and crying about it which I would have done historically it would be like right that's not gone right okay how do I fix it now how am I going to learn from this in the future and I really reflect on it and I really take that time to reflect on it which then means I think that I feel more positive moving forward on a personal level I feel like I feel not like a different person but I just feel so much stronger and more authentic as a person Mm -hmm. and I feel so much Mm -hmm. more confident in being me and trusting that I can do it yeah right and even that so many honestly so many people struggle with that that self-acknowledgement what I find a lot of people find much harder to own is that part of themselves that it's like I'm really proud of myself we do a weekly reflection but one of the things that it does require of you is for you to acknowledge your personal progress we call it personal progress praise and that is for the simple reason that Sometimes you've identified a high value activity at the beginning of the week and sometimes shit's gone down in your week where maybe you haven't made the progress that you wanted to make or maybe you haven't done it at all. A good friend of mine messaged me after listening to another interview on the Inner Work Conversation and was like, but hang on a minute. If I'm so kind to myself every week, if I'm celebrating myself and not giving myself a hard time, I don't think that's going to work for me because I have to be a bit of a bastard to myself to make sure that I get shit done. I want to talk to you about that today, Jen, because what I've seen through watching others I'm watching myself practice the method is you don't have to be a bitch to yourself in order to hold yourself accountable is it detrimental to celebrate yourself and to celebrate your personal progress despite potentially not fulfilling your high value activities that week can you talk a little bit about that um yes can I pause as well because there's a couple of other things that I would have said with some of the stuff you were saying before should I say that go for it 
So one of the things that imposter syndrome really early on made me do mm. was pretend I had my shit together with my team all the time because I was worried about what it would mean if they saw that I wasn't perfect, which, you know, I also have never, you know, claimed to be. There's a vulnerability in showing that that mm. uh, stopped me for a long time doing that. But then again, being part of this community and doing this method and doing and living this method has meant that I share that vulnerability when I don't know what I'm doing or when I've made a mistake because I think it's important to be authentic with my team but also in a bit of a cheesy way I don't want them to have to think that they have to pretend that they've got their shit together when they don't like I think that it's it's almost like modeling behavior that you want to see within your team which is yes this went wrong and and this is me owning up to that or I you know I don't know what I'm doing with this but let's work on it together and it feels just a little bit like I still feel like an imposter a lot of the time I don't think that's something that ever like totally disappears but I think that I, I see it in different ways now where I'm not afraid to be vulnerable in an, in that sort of setting, in that appropriate way. Yeah, because ultimately we can plan do review till the cows come home. But in that do, in that middle bit where you actually navigate, you go into your week and you're navigating the shit that is coming up for you, the challenges that are coming up for you that you can't plan for. You can't plan how that conversation is going to go. You can't plan how... Joe, Joe Bloggs is going to take the bad news that you've got to break to him. So it's in that coaching as well, isn't it, where we have these conversations in a really safe way that is getting to the nitty gritty of how to navigate that. And I, I think if I was listening to this episode today, I think I'd be listening to you thinking, I want a bit of that. How did you do that? How did you overcome that fear of sharing that vulnerability with your team? it's just doing the work it's just doing the work and and not all the time because it isn't also like something that you have to do so consistently and be perfect at it it, that's how it works because it isn't it's it's proper like up and down all the time but I think it's just becoming more comfortable with yourself and who you are in that way and the impact that that then has on business and work and careers and leadership and that sort of thing the other thing I just want to say when you were saying about personal prayers as well that we talk about personal prayers is that at the beginning when I was first started practicing the method a lot of my personal prayers was I got this done I did this I did this and you know and that and that was fine and that was lovely but a lot of my personal prayers now is I handled that well I kept my cool when um you know I, I achieved this thing with grace or I, tra- I I was kind to myself when this week was going absolutely to shit so I feel like my personal prayers has really changed that's just another thing that I think has changed over this last sort of year that I've been working with you because it actually loops us back around to the question in the first place which, which I forgot was, what it was sorry no no don't worry I've written it down which was how do I hold myself accountable without being a bitch to myself and actually my friend who sent this question in who is also wants to sign up to the Thrive First Method, which is super cool. Hi, Claire, by the way, if you're listening, is I think that a very common misunderstanding is, well, if I'm nice to myself at the end of the week, and if I give myself the personal progress praise of, you handled that really well. The question really was coming in was, I'm a person who finds it quite easy to make a lot of excuses as to why I didn't get something done. So how can I give myself personal progress praise and also at the same time, hold myself accountable, aka, how the fuck do I hold myself accountable if I'm not being an absolute bitch to myself? For me, it's a practice of being really honest with yourself. And that's something, again, that I do I do much more now than I did before. 
and becomes much more part of my weekly practice because it isn't just about beating yourself up when you haven't achieved something because lots of stuff comes up because you know something may happen you know in life or at work where it does throw you off with the high value activities you were working towards so for me at the end of the week it's looking at that and saying this is the reason that I didn't make that and that's okay because and this is what I'll do next but if you are being really honest with yourself and you reflect at the end of the week and you have just procrastinated the other thing I've really realized through doing this method is my distractions the scrolling the you know all the stuff that we do to distract ourselves and procrastinate being really really honest with yourself about how you've spent your time and if your time has been intentional or not I think is another thing if you've been intentional and you haven't met those goals why not thinking about it but not being awful to yourself about it it's just about so cheesy but it's just about learning and implementing that learning and being more intentional the week after and it certainly isn't something I do but I don't do this perfectly at all I have weeks where I know that I've procrastinated I know that I've been distracted I know I've spent way too much time on Instagram but it's just a daily weekly monthly practice of reflecting and being really truly honest with myself and that's really painful and hard sometimes but is really effective in actually moving you forward with your goals I so agree with that. When you were talking, I was like, yeah, it's like a mirror. And sometimes you don't want to see what what's looking back at you. Sometimes you don't want to see that the reason that you didn't do your high value activity that week is because of yourself. And so we do make excuses or sometimes we've identified, you know, what does make us thrive and we've planned it in and we've we've got a beautiful plan for our week, but it all goes to shit. We don't want to see that. What I think two things on that with it with it being a mirror that acceptance that I'm hearing in you of I accept that I'm not going to be perfect I accept that things aren't going to go the way that I planned all of the time I accept that sometimes I am going to slip into habits that I thought I'd left behind a long long time ago and that's okay but providing you actually do practice the method. And you don't just throw it in the bin and think this doesn't work for me. If you actually do practice it, you can only lie to yourself so much. You can only be dishonest with yourself to an extent before you go, hang on a minute. At some point, you're going to hold a mirror up to yourself and be like, I'm prepared and I'm ready to create change. And the method will support you with that. One last question that I've got for you is around that. For a lot of us, whether you're a business owner, whether you're a manager of a team, whatever your situation, for a lot of us, one of the big, big blockers is this all sounds great, but I haven't got enough time, I think, to practice this method. And I don't even like structure. So the two things I would like you to comment on is what about someone who hates structure? And number two, what about someone who's like, this all sounds very lovely, but I haven't got enough time? What would you say to those questions, problems? The the structure is a really good one because we work, our one is on a Monday, review is on a Friday, obviously, and the emails that you send out, because that is your typical working week that a lot of people work to. But equally, you can create your own structure within it. So I have some personal responsibilities outside of work that I have to fit into my week sometimes. So what that means is that I do then end up working on some things at the weekend, which is how I like to work in terms of how I can fit all the stuff in that I need to and want to do. So sometimes I will do my wrap up on a Sunday before our one on a Monday, because that's how I know that my week has worked out. 
Um, mm. Sometimes when I know that I've got a really, really crazy week or I've got meetings early in the week, then I will do my hour one on a Sunday night to plan for yeah. the week. So for me, it's about how you can make it work with what you need and you can make that structure work. And even if you can't attend the lives, although I totally recommend the, attending the lives if you ever can, um, because they're just amazing. Um, but even if you can't, you can catch up with them at the the time you need to. Like I've listened to some before, obviously not watched them, but I've listened to some before on my commute when I haven't been able to attend because even then you're kind of processing what's going on. You're hearing what other people are you know, talking about or popping in the chat or whatever. So that's, you make you make structure around you. And the time thing is kind of also linked, I suppose. You get out of it what you put into it. But the benefits were just so, so much greater for me personally than any of the time investment I put in. So, yes, there is a time investment involved in it, particularly at the beginning, as you said. I mean, it's become really part of my routine now, so I don't really think so much about the time investment. But, yeah, at the beginning, when you first start doing it, it is is an investment, but it's worth it because the benefits of it are just massive, not just in terms of increased productivity, because I know that that's not just what it's about, but the reality is when I have made the time in my day to thrive first, when I have done that at the time that works for me, I get more work done during the day. So my time, I make more use of my time because I'm being more honest with myself about how I'm spending my time, how I'm being intentional or not intentional with my time. I'm not wasting as much time on stuff that isn't really, I'm not on Instagram as much as I was. I'm not on TikTok as much as I was. Do you know what I mean? So the the way in which it's changed how I work, which for me just means actually I'm more efficient with my time, but in a really positive way for me at work and in my life more widely. It's not just that I'm more productive because it's not just about that. I thrive more now than I ever have. So if anything, I've probably got slightly less hours in a day that I'm working, you know, all across the week or whatever, but I'm still getting everything that I need to done. I'm still getting more done, if anything, because I'm working much better, much more intentionally. Yeah. And that's what it's about. I I take it back to all the time. I think that you have a finite amount of time in life, (laughs) but also in your career. And deep, deep down, we all have a mark we want to make. Like we've all got, whether it's your business, whether it's it's a career and you're in someone else's organization. I think deep down, anyone who does this kind of work on themselves with themselves, they don't just rock up and be like, yeah, it's just a job. And, you know, I turn up and I do a nine to five and then I go home and no, I don't really want to grow and develop. It's the opposite. There's some sort of purpose and meaning to it. And there's an acknowledgement that I'm not here forever. I I am here in this for a finite amount of time. So what's my purpose? And it's connecting yourself all the way back to that and actually practicing reverence for your own life and your own mark, if you like. And, And most importantly, your own joy. We can take off all the plates and the to-dos and we can be this brilliant person fulfilling their potential but ultimately if you're not also prioritizing the actual reason that I think that we are here which is to live and to be the human that you are with all of the flaws and all of the quirks and all of the wants and needs and desires and hopes and dreams what's the fucking point so it's really lovely earlier on when you mentioned the Venn diagram to hear that you acknowledge that and you can see that, that Venn diagram being one part is life, one part is business, and then in the middle, it's you. That was always my intention. So thank you, thank you, thank you, Jen, for bringing that in to this conversation. 
if someone was on the fence and they were considering joining, is there anything that you would say to them to help them make their decision? Because it's not right for everyone, right? I mean, I would say do it, do it, definitely do it now. Get on the waiting list if we're still at that point or get on, you know, get on that link and sign up. It's worth having a go. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But I I bet it will. <laughs> I bet it will. <laughs> I bet it will regardless of like whether you're a business owner or whether you're a leader or whether you just actually want to work in a way that is putting much more joy in your life and trying to thrive in that way and actually just trying to put like develop personally as well as professionally. That's been a massive yeah. thing for me is I think I, I invested in it initially because it was about me developing professionally. I wanted to be better at my job. I wanted to be a better leader and a better manager. But actually there's been so much shift really and that seeing now it is a personal and professional development so absolutely give it a go and get on that link now this has been a gorgeous gorgeous catch up for us but it's been so lovely to hear about your experience and just to hear your update of how you've personally progressed and grown so thank you so much for being with us today thank you Thank you for being here with me today all the way to the end. My goal is to get this podcast into the ear holes of everyone who would benefit from hearing it. So I have a request for you. Please could you share this episode by clicking the share link and sending it to a friend, a colleague, and for bonus points, leave me a review on iTunes or tag me over on Instagram. If you want to contact me, the best place to find me is over on Instagram or you can just mail me direct on contact at tlb.org.uk. All the links are in the show notes. So until the next episode, have an intentional day. I am cheering you on.